1: Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. But I'm very excited to introduce you to Sarah Kessie. How are you doing, Sarah? And where are you hanging out right now?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am great. And I am in San Diego, California.
1: Oh, wonderful. I've been to San Diego. It's a beautiful city. I love it. So Sarah Kesty is a special education advocate, author, and executive function coach. A four-time teacher of the year, Sarah's passion is unlocking students' potential with innovative strategies and advocacy. And I think your mission to help taking you from awareness to action, from theory to practice is remarkable. So I'm very thankful I can talk to you today, Sarah.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I'm thankful to be here.
1: Wonderful. So shall we get to it? Let's go. Okay, so my first question is, uh, who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face?
0: Okay, so my ideal client is a student who is very intelligent, has great interest in learning, and yet their studenting skills aren't really there. And what I mean by studenting skills is more formally called executive function. So organizing, planning, they may be the kid that works really hard on a project and then forgets to turn it in, you know, that sort of like incongruent student profile that's frustrating for them, frustrating for their parents, their teachers. That's the kind of um, student and their families that I empower with strategies.
1: And thank you for your for your answer and also glancing over the word client. So thank you, because it's really the students, aren't they? Because typically we talk about clients here, but I think you do a, an amazing and very important job. So I want to give you also the opportunity to talk a little bit about what is executive function and, uh, you know, what does it mean for kids and uh, their parents?
0: Sure. And, you know, this um, is kind of the goes into like a resource for everybody because knowing what executive function is really changes your perspective. And then you're empowered with a new understanding. So if you envision a tree trunk and then three main branches, executive function kind of branches into three main categories. And then you can see sort of the smaller branches in the leaves as like manifestations, like small skills. So if you envision the first main branch as future me skills, so these are things like organizing, prioritizing, um, using some sort of time management calendar system, that kind of thing, future me. And then in the middle branch, we've got emotions and self-regulation. So this is where you have tools to manage your attention. If you're feeling tired, there's some self-regulation. Things are upset to kind of keep you, your energy matching the environment. Um, And, you know, some people hear attention and they're like, oh, that's just for ADHD. But we all have tools to manage our attention, you know, Um, and it's okay. We our attention wanes, it kind of comes in waves over the day. So what we find with people with executive function deficits is maybe they don't have tools to re-regulate up or down depending on what they need. Okay. So we're building this tree. If you want, you can draw it, but we've got future me, we've got emotions and attention. And then the last branch is learning and memory. So this is again, be cautious in going, Oh, Nope, that's not me. It's not school. I'm not in school because everybody learns we're all kind of learning and working on memory so these are things like um do you have a strategy for writing down important things or reviewing when you need to um can you do you have mindful ways to take things from your whiteboard of your brain that working memory and put them into long-term memory that kind of thing so that's the tree that's executive function um in my definition, and that's functions as a way to really empower families to understand that it's not choice or bad behavior.
1: So, what what are the typical situations? You know, when uh, you know when you know when you when they face problems, uh, what should parents be aware of uh, their kids when there might be something um, going on in that direction?
0: That's a great question. So you would know that you probably need help when there are patterns. So like we've, we've talked about it, we've logic it out. And yet there's this like not crossing the bridge between knowing and doing. Or there's patterns where organization comes back to bite your kid all the time across like sports settings, across school, across social. Um, so you'll notice kind of patterns. And I said organization, but it could be anything, it could be impulse control, or you know, so you'll see like troublesome patterns where your kid is legitimately doing their best, and yet there's this skill gap. So that's another thing that you might notice, and then if you hear yourself saying should based on the student's age. So for example, you're a fifth grader, you should know how to write your, write your title on the paper, or you're a senior. You should know that projects can't wait till the last minute, you know, that kind of thing The should, is a good indicator of a skill deficit because, you know, if they could, they would, (laughs) there's that piece. Um, And then the last piece is teacher feedback. So you'll know your child has some executive function deficits if you're hearing things like doesn't live up to potential or if he applied himself. Those are pretty good indicators that the intelligence is there. And yet the studenting, the executive function is pretty tricky.
1: Very enlightening. So thank you for for sharing all these insights. I think this gives a much better clarity in when to start something uh, or to react uh, in that matter. So before I ask Sarah, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something here. So if you're enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So, Sarah, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help with these kinds of issues?
0: So a valuable action is to actually draw out the executive function tree and give yourself a chance and a tool to really reflect and gain what I call the detective perspective. And that means that you are now not blaming, not saying should, not feeling this like tension of come on kid, like, you know, you should do this. Why aren't you doing this? Instead, you're backing up and kind of just looking from the balcony as a detective. What are you missing? What skills do you need to be able to actualize this knowledge? Like you can say, yeah, I definitely need to keep a, a organized binder. And yet every Friday, it's like a train wreck. Like there's food, there's, oh, it's gross in their backpack that's probably a skills deficit, not a bad behavior. So the tool would be to draw out the tree again with the three branches, like future me, managing me and learning and memory. And then the roots. So the roots would be strategies, practice, and reflection. And then just have a moment to kind of organize your thoughts, really get down in there because chances are If your child's struggling with those things, there are specific resources that you can, or strategies that you can Google, you can teach them, you can ask them about it. But it's a really powerful spot to start in just gaining that awareness, helping your child with self-awareness, and then working on detective perspective. What could he or she be missing in order to actualize these skills that we've talked about forever?
1: Wonderful. Um, So I also will give you the opportunity because uh, in addition to that, uh, you have resources uh, also that you provide. So please feel free uh, to share something that you would like uh, to share with our audience here.
0: Sure. Yeah. So I actually have two podcasts as resources for families, and I've made them free and ad free because I truly believe in the power of this information. And I know that not everyone can um, afford classes or coaches or advocates. So it's it's my way of empowering everybody with this information because it truly transforms students' lives and even family home lives. Right. So my Um, Executive Function Podcast is exactly that, the Executive Function Podcast. And then I also have IEPOMG, which IEP is Individual Education Plan. It's for special ed in the United States. But, um, you know, it may have some state-specific information, but it also has, you know, the history of the disability rights movement and tools and ways to think. So even if your laws are a bit different where you live, it's still got some great, um, like, perspective and preparation for meetings, that kind of thing, just really empowering you on the journey to help your child, whether they have special needs or whether it's just, you know empowering them with new executive functions.
1: Well, very uh, f- fascinating what, uh, what you have, what everything you have. So thank you for sharing. Of course, we put the link in the show description so uh, folks can check it out. So Sarah, what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value
0: to our audience? You know, you know, it's so, so silly. You asked it. I was going to offer, when can you tell executive functions need a boost? And you asked it, it was spooky.
1: (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No.
0: Don't be sorry. I think we were really aligned. So, you know, I can just, I can offer this and I'll just twist it up in terms of, you know, there is hope. I would say that like, what's, I guess my new question is what do parents need to hear just off the top of my head? So, um, Parents need to hear that there is hope that these things can be taught and learned that your child's not choosing to struggle because no one wakes up in the morning and says, you know what? I hope all the adults around me are mad at me, right? Like it's just, but it's easy to make that assumption when you're watching it, not actualize when your child can verbalize, I will do this mom, I promise. And then it doesn't happen. That disconnect really feels, it feels awful. So kind of there's hope and especially it's empowering to take that detective perspective really look at what they could be missing and then all of a sudden it's fun it's not this like tense awful dynamic it's like ooh what are you working on like what could we figure out what kind of tech strategy or mental game or you know all these kind of things it just puts you in the spot of curiosity rather than resentment huge difference but there's there's tons of hope
1: yeah, this is fascinating work that you do. And uh, again, it's, uh, it sounds to me getting into the uh, detective perspective. It kind of feels like it reminds me of Stephen Covey's book, you know, when the, the, the seven habits of highly effective people, when, you know, one of these uh, habits is kind of like, um, understand first before you want to be understood so it's kind of like why not do this with our children so we we learn we teach this we train this on the corporate level you know to high highly efficient teams why not start with our children and just learn how to understand them first and uh, too often uh, we do not and uh, I think it's a good lesson so thank you for sharing this this wonderful insight Sarah.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, they're new here, right? They don't know how to do things yet. Let's give them, exactly. a,
1: chance. <laughs> Let's give them a chance. Wonderful. So we're already talking about uh, children and families. So this brings me to my final question. It's uh, a personal one. And it is, when was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why?
0: I love this question. So we, we raise chickens, um, for eggs and we grow our own food for like, for us and for the food bank and, um, just on a small bit of land, you know, just a half acre, but it's huge to us. And, you know, we get goosebumps a lot. We have this reverence for this like magic that happens outside, right? Like a seed is basically just an idea. And then within a few weeks it is feeding you. And it just always kind of, puts us in awe. It's just a little bit of magic in every day. Um, just going out and seeing the chickens and picking up the eggs. Like it's, it's incredible. And it's a really fun time that we have built into our schedule lots of times a day because everybody needs lots of attention, but it doesn't feel as much like a chore. It feels kind of magical when you get in that sense of like, whoa, like you were, you were so small yesterday and now you're so much bigger, you know, like it's, it's really cool.
1: No, it's, it's, it's more than it's amazing. So just, you know, you know, that an idea can, can be able to feed you just that kind of like the thought process of that uh, is amazing. So this is a wonderful goose. I, I just had to shiver because of that. So thank you for sharing uh, this wonderful goosebumps moment, uh, Sarah. Also thank you for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you and appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you share with us today.